Hey guys, before we jump into the podcast today, I wanted to share a message from our newest sponsor, Optimal Interventions, located in Santa Maria, California. I know it's a hard time for us all, not just physically, emotionally, mentally. We, our mental health is also suffering at this time, so I want to throw it over to Oli. Optimal Interventions. We provide counseling and psychotherapy. During this COVID-19 crisis, we are providing counseling and psychotherapy through telehealth. For those of you who are not familiar with telehealth, this is where we do therapy through video conferencing. It can be just as effective as face-to-face. -face. If you want to set up an appointment for counseling, please call 805-202-9335. That's 805-202-9335. This is actually the director's phone line, but he will assure that your message will be transferred over to the administrative assistant who will find an appropriate therapist for you. Take care, stay safe, and hope to actually see you in the office someday soon. Thank you, Oli. Again, if you're out there and you're listening and you are located in California on the central coast of California in Santa Maria or the surrounding areas, please give us a call at the office. We are taking new clients and we're here to help just remember that your mental health is just as important as our physical health. And don't ever be ashamed to ask for that hand that you need to pull you out of that hole sometimes. We're here for you. Again, just give us a phone call. The phone number is 805-202-9335. Again, 805-202-9335. And let them know that you heard this on Spread Hope Like Fire. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I tried to record this podcast uh, yesterday and I didn't hit the record button, so here we go again. Sorry for that. I'm I'm doing the podcast a little uh, little differently. Just having a, a little fun afternoon with you guys. Uh, it's Monday and uh, it's March 29th, 5:30 already. I'm finishing my work day and uh, I wanted to come on here and start a a conversation of sorts there's a lot a lot going on from the last time i spoke to anybody on here i tried a couple um live podcasts but facebook allegedly has uh blocked me and i say allegedly a lot of things going on a lot of a lot of anger a lot of emotion and one thing I've learned from 
being a, a person who has gone through therapy and also a therapist, um, it's not an easy path to traverse. It's quite difficult and a lot of things trigger us inside. We, we take certain things and we, uh, we latch on to them and we, we drive this, uh, this emotional cart, if you will. Um, we put all our, our, our time and energy into the most random things. A lot of the times we have to step back and, and look at, is this a maladaptive, a maladaptive, um, trait that we are, we're expressing here, or is this a maladaptive, um, event that we are placing our time and energy into what is it beneficial is what i'm trying to get at how beneficial is it that we place so much time and energy into certain things for me i place a lot of my time and energy into as everybody knows my work my school i am 100 percent a psychology geek i love every aspect of it it encompasses my entire world i I read, I research, I, I take the time to further the knowledge because I know I, I know that I don't know a lot. And the more that I, I look into my field, I uncover a lot of truth, a lot of understanding. So, you know, the title of this podcast is Family Matters. Old Carl, Carl Winslow, I love that show. And I'm picking that show foundation to go off of from what I'm going to talk about today. There is a lot of anger. There's a lot of hurt. And I totally get this. I understand that along the lines, you were hurt. Along the lines, someone wronged you. Along the lines, you got screwed. We all have. That's life. It was not created to be fair we need to make that 100% clear so the way I want to set this show up is it's going to be a little different it's going to be more formatted a little more um, and I need to define quite a few things for the for you listeners because this is what I'm seeing is uh, the trouble we're finding ourselves in as a society, systemically, this is a problem that I keep seeing. We're not defining our issues. We are just out there screaming to be heard. We're not defining what it is we want. We're not defining what the problem is. We're not defining any solutions. We're not defining anything. The only thing I see defined is we're all hurt. I get that. You're hurt. You want vengeance. What is that going to get you, though? Is that truly what you want? Or are you on that other end of the spectrum where your appetite for things that you need or want is an unquenchable? No matter what you get, you will not be happy. You need to, we need to evaluate in our lives what it is we want, how do we obtain it, and is it obtainable? What in our capacity are we able to do achieve you see it's that old adage 
no matter what you want to do in life, as long as you put your mind to it, you can do it. That's true. But there's a there's a caveat to it. You can't just go out and be whatever you want. You can't be an astronaut. You can't be a lawyer. You can't, I mean, you can be these things. For God's sakes, I did not see myself at 35 doing what I do. My dreams were film and story. Telling a story. Telling deep down inside the things that go on in my head that bring me comfort and joy. I laugh a lot about my own jokes. I, I, I amuse myself because for the longest time I've been in my head, that is where I find my comfort. That is where I feel safe with myself because I, I can tell myself these jokes and I can be who I want and I don't have to fear rejection. Now, let's look at how I got there. Because I could totally be that person who becomes salty, does not um, have any yearning for life. You know, there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of pain in life. That's just part of the ticket. The other part of the ticket is joy, love, compassion, all these positive things. But we're not, we're not in that mindset, it seems like, ever to achieve these things. Mental health, especially mine right now during this pandemic, it's become a very difficult issue for me to handle because I'm isolated. I'm fearful. All these things that play into anxiety, they're perfectly at play right now with many of us. We're afraid of getting the, the COVID-19 and dying. We're, we're afraid that we're going to have loved ones that pass away. We isolate. We don't go out. So my mental health has been quite taxing on me, to say the least. On top of that, dealing with um, still the loss of Missy that I I not allowing myself to grieve is what... I'm getting that has been a struggle in itself but I want let's let's reframe and go back to the current events and and how it's affecting our mental health many of you are probably in the same boat that I am you're struggling and to a degree when I struggle I latch on to a lot of things that I know are going to help me one is this podcast it's a, a way for me to speak openly and hopefully help others know that they're not alone that helps me that gives me some sort of meaning and it gets me to think it gets me to express and it gets me to speak on intimate issues that i, I i'm dealing with being diagnosed with severe ptsd due to the fact of childhood trauma coupled with the trauma of my dog passing it's not a been it has not been a good couple of years for me but i'm not stopping i i've had discussions with my therapist with my other th I, I had two therapists at once i wasn't seeing them at the same time uh i went to another therapist to try to get emdr 
It didn't quite work out for me. I, I need in-person therapy to do the MBR. So now I'm back to doing in-person, not in-person, sorry. I'm back to doing uh, telephone telehealth therapy with my, my therapist. And right now that is the best that I can get for, for now. So I'm struggling implementing new coping skills and new fun t fundamentals into my life that are going to help me strive and succeed. I, I have, and if there's been things that came up, you know, go on break from school, uh, reduce your caseload. And, and for me, doing these things, it's kind of challenging because I've been running on all cylinders for the past 10 years now, almost. Um, as soon as I made the decision to go back to school, I made the choice right then and there. I'm not taking breaks. I'm going to the top and I've taken long enough. I've taken a long enough time to relax and hang out and I'm not stopping. That's been the theme of my whole entire past 10 years. I'm not stopping because it doesn't matter what hits me. I remember transferring into Bradman and my academic advisor at the time, she told me 22 units is a suicide march. Like, you are not going to make it. I wanted to take 22. If I took 22 units back to back, I would graduate a year early. And that's what I did. Guess what happened the first day of taking on that Kate, that, that load of 22 units. Shirelli's mom went to the hospital. That was my first, like, I was in the hospital doing my studying. It was the most bizarre thing. Even with that, I don't recall really much from spending that time there, but it's pushing forward because I know to a degree, um, I have to, even though I don't want to, um, same with Missy, there's times I don't want to go on, I don't want to, I don't want to survive, I guess, I'm not suicidal, that, I'm far from that, I highly believe 100% that I'm here for a reason and I'm God's tool, and I'm being used in that manner. So I'm not going anywhere. I don't want anybody to feel like I feel. So that's why I do this as well. Like nonstop, I will continue my journey. And it's been a shitty journey so far. Not the experiences, but the hardships. Nothing I wanted to go through. I wanted to take Missy to my, my practice and walk her around and show her this is what we, we worked so hard for to achieve because she was my study buddy for my my bachelor's degree and my master's degree she she was there for it all i wouldn't be able to have done it without her so i mean i'm still doing this for her i'm, I'm not quitting and so let's wrap that up into what i'm really getting at is I want you all to take one thing from this podcast today, and that is to keep pushing and keep going. There isn't going to be the perfect answer. You're not going to get that. 
We're dealing with a lot of issues systemically. Everything has become political. Everything. We have become a, a people divided. A world divided. We cannot share opinions openly because we get triggered. Shoot, I, I, I'm, I'm the first one to tell you. I still have that in me to where I will get triggered and I will go off on people. I'm getting better at it. And I do realize when those instances come up, stop being a jerk. Stop being the person that thinks they know it all. Politics is, um, politics, race, all this is very important. Religion and I don't see it being um, the issue. There's a there's a deeper issue. When I share with my clients day in and day out, they come to me and they say, Tony, I'm angry. I'm pissed off. They all know my, my response. And that response simply is, so why are you hurt? I never let my clients tell me and I don't let myself either tell me I'm pissed off and I'm angry. That is just the symptom of the cause. That is like, why would you go to a, a, a proctologist if you had leukemia? You know, why, why, would you, why would you do that when the doctor's not going to be able to help you? You're going to die, right? Because of the cancer of the blood, not your butt. We have that, right? So there's that example. We have a nation. We have a world of people angry. I'm here to listen. I want to invite... <clears throat> I would like to invite as many people on the podcast as I possibly can. I want to hear what it is you... Are struggling with I want to I want to hear what it I want to help I want to come to an understanding with people and I want to help fix their pains that they are going through or even just sharing I want to hear it and I think the listeners of the podcast would appreciate it too we are suffering and we are sy symptomatically showing the problem we're angry, we're upset, we're frustrated. I'm getting the shovel out and I'm asking you, I'm handing you the shovel and I'm empowering you to ask yourself, why are you hurt? What is it that is causing you to be hurt? And in turn, causing you to lash out with anger. That is what I see the first step that needs to be taken. Now, when we take that, what we need to do is empower ourselves to know that this person or event has hurt us. And in doing so, telling ourselves that we are important, we matter, and that we will rebuild ourselves in a manner that is going to protect us, not shelter us or, or 
remove us from society like walls do. What we need to do is build a nice picket fence so that those in our lives can come by and wave. And if you'd like, you can open the, the gate and let them in, but then they have to leave. It's building boundaries. Right now, as I see it, we're political to the max. We are politicizing a virus. We are politicizing race. We are politicizing opinion. We are politicizing every facet of life. And that, to me, is kind of out there. It's a little... It's a little too much when you think you know it all. And, I mean, for God's sakes, I can go on any social media outlet right now and pull up the comments and there's going to be fighting over opinions. Everybody has an opinion, but no one is an expert, it seems like. There's very few experts out there, it seems like, nowadays. I'm supposed to be an expert. But I will never cop to that because I don't feel that as an expert, you should know it all. You should be able to enter the, the forum and be able to want your opinions changed, want you to see things from a different perspective. Why? Because if you are closed off, you're not going to learn or grow. You're going to stay that same person, stagnant. You're not fluid. I don't know about you, but when I was 20, I know for sure I wouldn't want to be that person today. Just saying, I grew. I expanded and I listened and I took the advice that others shared. I didn't take all of it. You, you see how I said I listened to advice from those? I didn't take all of their advice because what we got here is a, a, a pickle of sorts of what we're we're facing. We're divided because you all, not you, but we all as a, as a society want to just be heard. We don't want any other thing. It's a systemic problem. Systemically, it's, we've grown this way. I'm going to share with you though, what I think the solution is. I've been working on my dissertation for my PhD now for a while. I've done some extensive research and I've come up with a few things. My hypothesis, my hypothesis is we are stuck in a generational cycle. And you might be asking yourselves, what is a generational cycle? We all are born into it. If you think back to your childhood, think of three words that you could describe the way your mother parented you. And now you take those that same thing, three words. How did your father parent you? What was their parenting styles? I want you to take some time and I want you to think about that because that's very important. Look at how you were raised. Was your family calm, cool, and collected? Were you given the tools to succeed, make good choices, make choices in life that were going to uh, enrich your life and, and allow you to advance? 
or were you given some broken tools? Was your mom and dad presently absent? Was maybe mom or dad missing or both? Were you raised by grandma? Was your dad abusive? Was your mom on drugs? Vice versa. Was your dad on drugs? Was your mom abusive? Who took care of you as a child? How did you know you felt safe? Did you know what safe felt like? These are all important questions you need to be asking yourself. Because these are the role models. These are the foundations in which created us adults. I wasn't given the best tools. My tools were trauma. That's the tools I was given. Trauma, fear, and abandonment. Those were my tools. Anger. Selfishness. Hatred. It's what I knew best, and that's what worked. Didn't work for long because I found myself in a mess. Is that where you find yourself? In a, in a mess? In... Let's look. I and By this, I mean, let's look at how we are today. I believe that we are the products of a system. And it is up to us whether we are going to make good choices, bad choices, and different choices. But we still make them. And we have to live by these choices. We have to. That is defining who we are first and foremost. We have to take responsibility for everything till this point. We cannot blame anybody else and we cannot be envious of anybody else. Those two things will shoot you. You might as well just shoot yourself in the foot now and give up because that's not getting you anywhere. That is not going to get you anywhere. Looking at somebody else and saying, gee, I would like what they have. Sorry, that's not how this works. Life isn't like that. We've all made choices. I made the choice not to have children until later in life. I made the choice to go back to school and get my bachelor's degree. I made the choice to continue on getting my master's degree. I changed my career. I made the choice to continue on with my PhD. I'm not boasting here. This is not, I'm sharing with you. These are my choices. Now, if I never did any of that, I would still be working a dead-end job. I would still be miserable. I would still hate life. There's no motivation in that. And so, this job I have, I don't feel like it's work. Not at all. I love what I do. But you see, I did the work. I went into that. I made the decisions. I made the sacrifices. I didn't expect anybody to hand me anything. I, I simply and merely knocked on the door. And when it was opened, busted in. And I fucking took what was mine by writing those papers, by doing that research, by not going on dates, by not spending time with friends, by not sleeping, by not entertaining myself. I have been going to school for almost 10 years now, and I love what I do. I implore you, stop 
blaming others. If you can take an, another message from me, blaming someone else, being envious of someone else, will not get you any of the stuff they have. There's always someone worse off than you that would want what you have. And what I'm saying, uh, I know I'm a little all over the place here. What I'm getting at is it is up to us individually to change the world around us. You are not going to get me and I am not going to get you to change your viewpoints. I respect your viewpoints as long as they don't infringe upon mine because I am not going to tell you how to run your life what values to hold, how to act, what to say, how to say it, where to work. Those aren't freedoms to me. So yes, I empower you to take on the world. Change it for the better. Do it within yourself. Because there's no one else in this world that's going to change it. You're not going to change it by trying to change someone else's mind. You're not going to argue someone else with someone else and make them believe in you. We have taken a cornerstone of society that we know that works. We know it. And we destroyed it. The divorce rate in America, 50%. You have a 50-50 shot. If you get married, whether you're going to make it or you're going to divorce. That's pretty impactful to me. That tells me something. Where did that number come from? And when did it come into play? It's been a few decades now that that number has been 50%. Why is it 50%? Why isn't marriage not working anymore? Is it Tony just being old-fashioned? Is it Tony being conservative? No. It's Tony being the psychotherapist. It's Tony looking into the research, reading the data that I find, and tracing it back to a few things that I've noticed. Family matters. We have destroyed the family unit, though. And I don't care whether it's a nuclear family or a modernized family. I don't care if it's stepmom, mom, uncle. It doesn't matter. Family matters, though. That unit of support. It matters so much so that you can take a look around and you can see the evils in the world. We can see generational cycling at its best. You want to change the world? Start within your home. You're not, and, and the sad part of this, you are not going to reap any of the benefits. You will not see them. Because unfortunately, is upon us, those that inherited these maladaptive behaviors, these traits, these maladaptive generational cycling that we were born into, it's not okay. It's not okay to be in relationships where you're getting your ass beat. It's not okay to it's not okay to have your children experience this. It's not okay to have your children go on to be teen moms. It's not okay for you to beat your kids. It's not uh, all these things that we're we're now witnessing. It didn't start like this. It's evolved into this. Think about this for a second. We've taken away a piece of the puzzle and look where it's got us. You may be saying, well, monogamy, monogamy is, is for suckers and not everybody can be monogamous. That's fine. As long as you're building a family with fundam fundamental 
values and support and you're not hanging on to the past. Yes, we do need to be progressive here. We need to be progressive enough to say what was handed to us is not adequate. These tools that were handed to us, not adequate. I'm sorry, mom and dad, it doesn't, it does not fit today's standards. We are drowning. No one seems to care. From what I understand, if we go from today all the way back to World War I, when the United States entered the war, that is where the bomb fell on the, the foundation of the family. We were ill-equipped as a society to handle what we know today to be post-traumatic stress disorder. Many of our combat veterans experience this. If you do not know what PTSD is, post-traumatic stress syndrome, it is always being in fight or flight. If you've ever been anxious, if you've ever been in a panic attack, it's similar to that. You're always on heightened alert. Noises can trigger you into being deathly afraid and put you back in a, a situation where in your head you feel your life is in danger and you must fight or flight that's all you have and they're they're so much so on heightened alert everything sometimes can be a threat and it's hard to deal with and it's hard to live with as a person that suffers from it i know the effects of ptsd we were not as a nation equipped back then to handle ptsd we 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 called it shell shock our boys came back from world war one and here, have a beer, have, uh, you know, some, let's numb this, this shit that you've got, because this isn't how men, this isn't how men cope. Real men don't cry. Real men suck it up, and they move on. You know, it's part, it's part of the war. You knew what you are signing up for. Okay, that's fine. Now, allegedly, if we can go just recently to when the DSM, the diagnostic um, manual that we use as therapists that give us the criteria for which we diagnose our clients. I had watched a documentary in my graduate program where I wish I, I looked everywhere for the name of this documentary so I could put it up online. And allegedly, and I say this allegedly because I can't verify whether it to be factual or not. But one of the people who worked within the DSM found, uh, found information that the United States Army allegedly spent billions of dollars trying to get the people who wrote the DSM to exclude combat fatigued or combat... Um, People who have, uh, I can't think of the word now, uh, soldiers who have experienced combat would be excluded from experiencing PTSD, allegedly. If that is true, then we are in for even more trouble because there has not been adequate evidence. Let's, let's look at our family unit. Let's go back to the 50s. We had experienced World War One, World War Two. And now we have the baby boomers, right? We are in the midst of 
what we call Americana, the 1950s. All American, Americana, family was king, right? So how would you expect someone with severe PTSD that had to experience things within combat none of us ever, ever would want to see? Body parts, blood, the smell, the sound. I can only imagine what these men have gone through and offer them no help. And we celebrate this baby boom. To me, that baby boom was the, the sound of the bombs falling on the family unit. That's the crack. That's the straw that broke the camel's back, I believe. How do you expect ill-equipped men to have and sustain healthy families? Who do you talk to? as a kid growing up? Who do, who do you talk to when you, you're scared? Who do you talk to when you need help? Um, what are the messages that were sent back then? We can, we can easily, we can easily pinpoint some things here. What are our grand, what did our grandparents always tell us? Male grandparents, grandpas, suck it up. What have the men in our society has always said? Suck it up. Crying's for, crying's for, for wimps. You know, you don't do that as a man. You don't show your emotion. All right, let's ball it up then. That's what we've done. We have taken something so valuable, our emotions, and we're we're ignoring them. We're saying we need to be quiet. We need to shut up. We can't share this. What does that do to a person? I don't know about you, but I've done that before. It doesn't get you anywhere. It gets you more pain. It isolates you and it destroys you and it eats you from inside out. But these are the men who we are entrusting with the next generation. They're not giving their kids the tools. They're actually giving them the trauma because a few things have happened that we can, we can identify. Drinking increased, drug use increased especially among those who saw heavy combat. They came back, they had nowhere to go, they had nowhere to talk, no one to talk to, but they're expected to produce a, a healthy child that contributes to society. And that right there is where I, I fear we fell into the generational cycling. More so because we introduced more maladaptive behaviors. Drinking, let's numb the pain. If we can't talk about it, let's let's numb it at least. Got to do something with it. So numbing was the answer. Now we, we, we go in to the 80s where we had that sexual revolution. AIDS was, was a big thing in the 80s and early 90s. Homosexuality was a, a big thing, a movement. We had all these movements, but we ne I never seen a movement for the family. I know that sounds bizarre and stupid, maybe, but that's what's missing here. I come from a broken home with terrible tools and nothing to offer. I had to learn all this on my own. You see, it's a systematic problem that started in our homes, but yet now we're taking this to the streets and saying, we have to settle this in the streets. It's not where, it's not where we're settling it. We need to settle it in our homes. We need to take and think about what is a reality that is going to be beneficial for us. No one else. 
because once we start honing in on what is beneficial for us, everything starts to fall into place. Once we start having children, once we start having marriages and family, and instilling that this is how things should be done, you have to be able to be given your children support, love, and tools. Not a babysitter, excuses, and anger. You know how many times I see or hear, I dropped my kid off, I went out and had a good time. All right. The person's like 35 now. How much longer do you plan on staying out at the bars? You had a kid. You see where I'm going with this? There's all these maladaptive behaviors that are going on, and no one wants to take the mirror and say it's me. Everybody wants to point the finger. That's not going to get you the answers. It's the thumbs. You got to point the thumbs at yourself and say, I'm going to fix this. So now, how are we going to make realistic, obtainable goals in life? Realistic and obtainable goals are not forcibly trying to put your morality, your standards, your wants, needs, and expectations onto anybody else but yourself. That's the only way you're going to be able to realistically change the system in which we're living in. No other way than that. It starts at home. It starts with your kids and it starts with you. If we were to take that approach, I see us fixing a lot of issues. I see us changing the next generation. And that next generation is young. It may not even... I'm talking about the generation that's not even here yet. All of us are screwed up right now in this generation. We've all been given tools that suck. And we take our, our, let's look and see. We've taken our, our values and, and uh, understanding of the world. We've taken it from Hollywood. Legitimately, we have. The Me Too movement, movement originated, I, I believe, in Hollywood with that. that I don't know. I'm going to edit that out. A lot of the movements that we see have originated in Hollywood. Uh, and I see it always being a fad. So let's let's look at who are we really taking our, our standards and our moral compass from. I wholeheartedly believe that is the wrong place to take any sort of moral direction. We can see how hip, hypocritical that town is. Watch entourage it it'll open up your eyes a little bit i'm watching it again um as one of my rewatches i watched it in forever there is a legitimate character on that show in a couple episodes his name's harvey he was modeled after a guy in hollywood by the name of um uh what's his name harvey weinstein i don't know if you've heard of him and if you watch the way he was portrayed in this show, this show aired a good 15 years ago, right? Let's talk. Let's talk about this. You really want to take your your moral compass and your understanding of the world from Hollywood? This guy raped people. He destroyed women. He destroyed lives. He's absolute scum. This guy in Entourage named Harvey was a producer. Looked very similar to Harvey Weinstein. Acted very similar. Treated people very similar. We have people like Meryl Streep, for instance, who praised him. Praised him. You name anybody in Hollywood, 
they absolutely adored this man. And you're trying to tell me that a character in Entourage that is has that has been admittedly written to portray Harvey Weinstein. You're telling me that these people, these bottom-feeding leeches in Hollywood, you're going to take your advice from? You're going to get on their bandwagon? You're going to shout what they want? You're going to cancel people? I would cancel every motherfucker in Hollywood. They all knew. And if you're trying to and if you try to say no, watch those episodes and then talk to me about it. Harvey wasn't even in the news. Harvey had nothing going on. He was just a producer that many of people who were in film, new film or whatever, knew who he was and knew what how he how he operated. It was a known fact. No one said anything. No one batted a fucking eyelash at this monster. And that's where we take our moral compass from. Hollywood. That's our society. Society has dropped the ball. You're not going to speak up, but you're going to speak up for other things. And I'm supposed to get on your level. Let's get on a level that we all can understand and all take responsibility in. And that is ourselves. That's what I'm leaving you with, ourselves. It is now time to do the work that nobody wants to do. It is time for you to decide to pull yourself up from your bootstraps and make something of yourself. I believe you can because if I can, I was a guy in my group of friends that was taken as the absolute joke. I was never going to amount to anything. I was never going to become anyone. And I decided I wanted a career. I wanted to share my experience. Uh, now I'm an, a, a published author of two books, two best best-selling books, a a successful podcast. I'm a, a psychotherapist. I did the work. And it's not boasting. It's me being transparent and telling you if I can do it, you can do it. There's nothing stopping any of us. We will find a way, no matter what, it takes, if we want something, we will obtain it. Think about that. Think about how bad you, the things you would do for a Klondike bar. I'm trying to lighten the, the, the topic up here. Think about that, though. Excuses are very, they're very, very readily available to us. But if you want to succeed, not, not very many, not very many of us succeed. It takes a lot of work. It, it takes a lot of dedication and sacrifice. But I know you can do it. And here's where I want to leave you with a, a certain thought. I talked a lot today about family and how family matters. I want you and I, I'm imploring you to take this challenge. Break this cycle. If you find yourself in a situ in a relationship that's not healthy, if you find yourself in a a career that's not healthy, a job that's not doing the paying the bills or bringing stress or any aspect of your life, you need to reanalyze it. It's all about cycles, breaking the cycle, especially in a, a situation where there are kids involved. If you're in a domestic violence situation, 
you're sending your kids a message. You're sending your little girl a message. It's okay to be beat. It's okay to be hit. It's okay for a man to lay his hands upon you when he is angry. Because when your daughter comes to you as an adult, bloody and battered, you better damn well take some responsibility for that. You told her it was okay. You sent her that message. When you're visiting your son in jail because he decided that his anger was going to be taken out on his girlfriend or his wife with violence, you better be looking in the mirror and thanking yourself for putting your son there because you gave him those tools. You gave your daughter that message. You gave your son that message. You gave them the tools that they are now executing. It's within you. I don't know about you, but I'm, God knows I am not going to have my daughter come to me bloody and beaten. She's going to hold the value that those guys, they can't afford because they're bums. My, my, if I have a son, he will be in, invested in, he will be given the tools and the opportunities that I didn't get. And he is going to be given empowerment that he is not a victim and he can achieve anything he wants that is realistically achievable. That is what I leave you with. Break the cycle and evaluate your life in a realistic expectation. What is it that you want? And go for it. Thank you for tuning in for another insightful podcast. I love doing these things. I'm going to try to do more of them. I am just, I've just been going crazy with everything on my plate. And so I just, I'm, I hopped on here. I had a lot to talk about. And, you know, for Tony the Beat, I'm Tony the Beat. And I encourage you to spread hope like fire. Until next time, I will see you then. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magical inside this gentle walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out of every scene. As days go by, we're gonna fill our hearts with happiness. The moon may cry. We're gonna smooth the blues with tenderness. As days go by.